This is Elmo from Dateline Jassoom, and I'm in Louisville, Kentucky, with famed researcher Jane Goodall. Always in a chimp community, one male is the boss male. Fascinating. And all the others respect him and fear him. It's quite a good position to be in, if you like power. We're trying to witness something that no human has ever seen before. The dum-dum of the great apes. Now, Dr. Goodall, I think I see something ahead in the clearing. Let's try to listen in. Watch the microphone. Want Bill Ross to come up? And tell us how the auction turned out. George is always thinking about money. And thanks to Bill Wagner, we've got a new tradition started. Um, I think the land of time forgot it's going to be going around quite a bit. And that was our best-selling book, and it's staying here in Louisville. My God, Doctor, they're so primitive. Sitting here beneath this full Kentucky moon in all their savagery, what else can we expect from them? Each chimp has his or her own readily identifiable voice, so if you hear a call, you know who's making it. Dateline Jassoom is next on the Gridley Wave Network. When they're trying to communicate across distance, across from one side of the valley to the other, they have a call which we describe as a pant hoot. From the Chicago Bureau of the Bosnian Blade. Dateline Jesse. A Panthem Press production. For fans of Edgar Rice Burroughs and Pulp Adventure. Here's your host, Elmo. Welcome to show number 39. Thanks for joining me. Many fans know Sky the Ape Man Brower as a prolific poster on the Edgar Rice Burroughs email lists. I got a chance to meet Sky for the first time at the Dum Dum in Louisville this year, and he is just as nice a guy as he is on the email lists. Sky also runs a Tarzan fan website, and he has a number of really good interviews that he's done over the years with people like artists Neil Adams and Boris Vallejo and Tarzan actor Denny Miller. 
Two of his most uh, recent interviews were with actresses Eve Brent and Elaine Hollingsworth, who starred alongside Gordon Scott in two of his Tarzan movies. And Sky spoke about those interviews at the Dum Dum. Uh, I'm not Gordon, I'm a friend, 
Um, I will be more than happy to pass on your message to him. Well, it turned out it was me, but thank God I didn't send that first email. And she was so emotional about Gordon. She really, really cared about him. And she ended up uh, doing a, an interview for my website. I thought it really turned out great. And when she saw the interview, she was so proud. She said she printed off pages to send all her friends. Uh, she wanted to be here at the Dum Dum. Originally, she was planning to be here, and the, the plans just didn't work out. But she sent in both a tape-recorded message uh, over which she recorded some jungle sounds. And um, uh, unfortunately, we haven't been able to find a tape recorder. I thought it would be much better to play the tape and to, than to listen to me read the statement. But we came prepared anyway. Uh, Elaine Hollingsworth sent me an email also. And I was like, how do I get this lucky? Uh, many of you know her better as Sarah Shane. She was the one that played Angie in Tarzan's Greatest Adventure. And uh, it's one of my favorite favorite movies of all time. Right next year's, of course. <laughs> <laughs> it's a close second. It's a close second. And uh, Elaine these days is, uh, she moved to Australia, and she's a health crusader. She runs the Hippocrates, Hippocrates, Health Center of Australia, and she's a big uh, crusader against what she calls Big Pharma, uh, the drug industry, uh, and abuses in the, uh, the pharmaceutical industry. She's got a big old huge book, it's about 450 pages, uh, and um, it's, uh, it's uh, pretty good stuff. So she also uh, agreed to do an interview for the website. Now the eBrent interview is up on the site, and it's going to be published, I believe, in the next uh, edition of the Burroughs Bulletin. And we're hoping that we can squeeze Elaine's into the next edition, if there's room. It's, it's pretty long, and uh, I hope to have it up by the time that I came out of here, but got distracted, so it should be out within next week or something like that. Um, if you want the website address, I'll give it to you later. I'm not really here to talk about the site. But with that, I want to go ahead and read the statements from Eve and also from Elaine. They're really special. This is from Eve. Hello, dear friends. First, let me say that I really wish I could be here on this occasion but circumstances were just prohibitive. Please just know that I am with you in spirit. Actually, writing this letter is very difficult for me, and I've sat down at this computer so many times trying to say what really cannot be expressed in words, my feelings for Gordon Scott, my Tarzan, my hero, my friend. I'll always remember the first time I saw Gordon. It was on the set of MGM. I was there to be tested as Jane for Tarzan's fight for life. I don't know what I expected, but there, walking toward me, his arms outstretched, and a friendly greeting was Tarzan, no doubt about it. I was awestruck. He was magnificent. From that moment, we would be friends. Working with Gordon was sheer joy. He was a giving actor. He had no ego problems. He was real and true, and he loved being Tarzan. He was strong and sure and caring. When he spoke to me, it was from his heart, and we talked of many things. He told me of his, of his exciting experiences in his previous films and about all the wonderful friends he had made being Tarzan. And he, so, colorful, uh, so colorfully, related his uh, adventures. I could picture him in the jungle, living the life Edgar Rice Burroughs wrote of so vividly. I saw him riding a zebra, free as the wind, happily wrestling with a lion and caring for his beloved apes. And I saw him later, having a beer and a few laughs. Gordon had a great sense of humor. He was an accomplished actor, and he was and is one of the finest people I've ever known. He was my idol, and I'm so proud to have been his leading lady. It is a beautiful memory. Farewell, Gordon, but never goodbye, for you will always be remembered and loved as Tarzan, for sure, and as Gordon Scott, our dear friend, for always and forever. Have a great time, everybody. Much love to all. 
Eve Wren, Jane, 1958. I've also got um, a statement from Elaine Tollingsworth. She was really pressed for time. Uh, we had just completed our interview, and uh, most of what she wanted to say was already present in the interview. It was pretty long, so what I did is I took some quotes from the emails that she'd sent me and put it together with the interview material and proved it through, and that's that's what we have. In fact, Mike, I meant to tell you, um, she was asking me what a dum-dum convention was, and uh, uh, I told her, I said, well, you know, we're going to be talking a little bit about Gordon and Herman Briggs. And she said, Herman Briggs, who's that? And I said, well, you know, he also acted under the stage named Bruce Bennett. She goes, oh, Bruce Bennett. You know, I had a crush on him from afar for many years. <laughs> Elaine says, first of all, Gordon was so funny. Gordon had the most wonderful sense of humor. You'd never meet anybody funnier than Gordon. Now that shows to me intelligence, that he could take anything and make it funny. And you don't come across very many people like that, so I know he was really bright and very, very nice to get along with. Really great fun. During the making of Tarzan's Greatest Adventure, Gordon and I and Sean Connery and Tony, uh, Anthony Quayle were inseparable. We were always together. And when we go places, we see to it that we got in the same car. We had so many laughs. So much fun. This was not a rich production, and so we had to walk to the set. The cars would stop, and then off we'd go, and sometimes it would take 45 minutes to walk through the jungle or go wading through streams, hopping from rock to rock to get into where we were shooting, which were some really, really beautiful locations. Well, that was fine, because I was in great shape, no problem. And then we'd work all day, we'd run around in the heat. It was very hot, so it was hard work. And one day, by the end of the day, I was really pretty knackered, as we say in Australia, and I think I swayed a little bit. And Gordon looked over at me and said, are you okay? And I said, oh, I'm really tired, Gordon. The next thing you know, he picks me up, tosses me over his shoulder like a little sack of potatoes, and carries me out of the jungle. It was so cute. It was really darling and really sweet of him. I'll never forget that day. I'll always think of Gordon as young, strong, and incredibly healthy, and I'll always remember him the way he was when we were running around in Kenya. Great fun and a real Iron Man. That's from Elaine. There was something that someone emailed me, uh, a friend of my sites, and he sent me a quote from someone that I believe uh, some of you may have known personally, Teddy Roosevelt. And, <laughs> and I wanted to read that. It's really fitting. President Roosevelt said, It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs and comes short again and again. Because there is not effort without error and shortcomings, but who does actually strive to do the deed, who knows the great enthusiasm, the great devotion, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least he fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who know neither victory nor defeat. Thank you very much. That's going to be it for show number 39. 
I'd like to thank Sky Brower for his talk at the Dum Dum. And I'd also like to thank the Podsafe Music Network, which my girlfriend Karen has been trolling to find me music and uh, has come up with some good stuff like the song Working Class that I used at the beginning of the show from Al Flip and the Woo Team from their album Broken Narrative. And I also used uh, music called Africa by Guardian from their album Mind Mix. And of course, uh, Jane Goodall's voice came from the 2005 documentary Return to Gambi. I'll talk to you in two weeks. This is Elmo from the Barsoomian Blade Bureau in Chicago, signing off. Hope you don't mind if I take a picture. No one's going to believe I talk to this person. <laughs> <laughs>